Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the Liberty Update. Thank you guys for joining us. We have an exciting show planned for you today and are excited to jump right into your need-to-know news. Today, we'll discuss the pinnacle moment of the administrative state, how the government is dishing out millions to develop a fact-checking tool for national newsrooms. We will revisit Dr. Tom Coburn's legacy, and we'll fill you in on two Convention of States endorsers who introduced a bill to abolish Dr. Fauci's position at the NIH. Thanks for tuning in, and now we'll get right into your need-to-know news. So our first story for the day comes from a report from Open the Books, and it's about the Washington, D.C. power couple that cost taxpayers nearly $1 million per year. Now, most of us have heard about Dr. Anthony Fauci, of course, but as the truism goes, behind every great man is an even greater woman, or perhaps in this case, behind a dangerous man is an even more dangerous woman. A lot of attention has been put on Dr. Fauci's work, especially during the 2020 COVID pandemic, but a recent report is putting emphasis on Mrs. Fauci and how she enabled her husband to make millions of dollars off of COVID-19. In the words of Open the Books, the Fauci's are important to the center-left because they represent the pinnacle moment of the administrative state top-down public policy run by an elite group of government scientists. Shockingly, they report that Mrs. Fauci out-earned the vice president. They also expose the connection between Dr. Fauci and his wife. In Anthony Fauci's own words, quote, I've benefited greatly from this partnership of overlapping interest and common interest. Dr. Fauci said of his wife's influence on his public policy decisions. So a lot of the things that I do with regard to the development of vaccines, the development of therapies, being involved with outbreaks and pandemics, have ethical overtones to them. I can say that I am very blessed to be living with someone who is very likely, most people think, one of the most outstanding ethicists in the world. To have her in the house, you know, as a consultant on ethical issues is pretty advantageous. Perhaps most disturbing of all, his wife revealed her and her husband knew his policies on social isolation and economic lockdowns would have consequences on the mental health of the nation. This is what she said. We've had conversations about the sort of consequences of telling people to stay home and what it would do for the economy. And there were a lot of people in those days that, and still who said, it's ruining the economy. It's much more important to keep things going and not worry about transmitting virus, I said. That one of the messages should be, how many lives are you willing to sacrifice? And that message would be pretty stark and pretty brutal, but that's really what the trade-off was. And so we've had that kind of conversation over dinner more than once, actually. So they, as doctors, We're deciding on a national trade-off for the whole nation whether the consequences of people staying home and the economic consequences of their policies were worth it. They are allowed to make science decisions, but they are not politicians. They weren't elected by us. They shouldn't be the ones making these choices, deciding which trade-offs are advantageous for the entire nation. Of course, 
We all knew Dr. Fauci was a part of this. This report only goes to show how corrupting the system in Washington, D.C. is and how bureaucrats have so much control over our lives and how they get rich off of it. More than anything, this speaks to the need for a convention of states to root out bureaucrats like the Fauci's who have the dangerous power to upend and destroy our lives under the pretext of science. We know that controlling the narrative equates to power, so it comes as no surprise that the government is attempting to hold the tighter grip on the narrative. Our own federal government is dishing out millions to develop a fact-checking tool for journalists and national newsrooms. The federal agency, known as the National Science Foundation, one of the endless federal agencies inside the government, is distributing over $5.7 million in grants to the University of Wisconsin at Madison for the purposes of developing a misinformation software detector for reporters. The software engine is called CourseCorrect, and it's designed to be a, quote, precision tool providing journalists with guidance against misinformation. The first part of the grant totals $750,000 and is for delivering an innovative three-step method to identify, test, and correct real-world instances of online misinformation. The grant announcement reads that this project is motivated by a desire to understand and help address two democratic and public health crises facing the U.S., skepticism regarding the integrity of U.S. elections, and hesitancy related to COVID-19 vaccines. The announcement goes on to say that both of these crises are fueled by online misinformation, widely circulating on social media with networks of users actively sowing doubts about election integrity and vaccine efficacy. The other $5 million in the total grant pays professors to test and refine the new publicly funded course correct program. And one of the goals of this university project is to scale course correct into local, national, and international newsrooms. So really the ultimate purpose is to guide journalists to the narrative news. And this just reveals how important the narrative truly is to those in power. Controlling public perception is worth millions, if not billions of dollars. Really, this should just amplify the morale of critical thinkers as there is so much value in today's age to maintaining an independent mind. This week, we remembered the three-year anniversary of the passing of the legendary Dr. Tom Coburn, who dedicated his life to serving leadership, serving his patients first as a doctor, then his constituents as a senator, and then future generations through his work at Convention of States. Through it all, he served his country and God. Tom was a humble man who did not see himself as a hero, he simply sought to do his duty faithfully, obedient to the work God had called him to do. For inspiration to keep fighting the fights, I think it's important to revisit some of the words that Tom shared with the audience at the 2019 Convention of States Summit. Multiple times through your life, you faced cancer down and, and fought back cancer and, and continued to fight. And one of the things that I've experienced in being with you is 
whether you're feeling at the top of your game or you're not feeling great, I've never seen you, I've never seen you slow down intentionally. You've never said, I got to slow down. I don't, I'm too tired. I don't, you're always in the fight, which is an incredible thing to me. I've never seen anybody else like this. Why do you keep fighting? Well, what would you do if you didn't? <laughs> yeah. Life's intended to be a battle. We're in to survive. We're in to compete. We're in to achieve. So the question goes back to that sixth sense. <clears throat> Do you abandon it because you're facing difficulty? I'll bet you people in this room have had lots more difficulties than I have in my life. I just bet you everything I got, that that's the case. The fact is, giving up isn't in my nature, and it isn't in our nature. It isn't in our country's nature. It isn't in our children's nature. It isn't in ours, and it wasn't for sure in our parents. So what are our options? I'm in this to the end. Whenever that is. Convention of States is honored to have locked shields with a legend such as Dr. Tom Coburn. In honor of his legacy, may we take increased devotion to the cause to which he was devoted until the very end of his life. While Convention of States is working to rein in the power of the federal government using Article 5 of the Constitution, two Convention of States endorsers in Congress are working to stop the power abuses that we experienced under the reign of Dr. Fauci. Senator Rand Paul and Representative Chip Roy introduced a bill to abolish Dr. Fauci's position at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Both Rand Paul and Chip Roy are strong proponents of Convention of States. With their support for limiting control inside the government bureaucracy, they are working to disseminate the power of the health agency through the NIH Reform Act. So instead of a director, they propose creating three separate national research institutes that would be led by directors subject to Senate confirmation and limited to no more than two five-year terms. Rand Paul said, we've learned a lot over the past few years, but one lesson in particular is that no one person should be deemed dictator in chief. No one person should have unilateral authority to make decisions for millions of Americans. The move comes just months after Dr. Fauci retired from his position in the government after 38 years as director. By the time Fauci retired, he was the highest paid official in the entire federal government. Yet the Senate never voted to confirm him 
because the law does not require Senate confirmation of the NIH director. Representative Chip Roy argued that public health bureaucrats are more qualified at ruining lives than saving them. Both Senator Rand Paul and Representative Chip Roy support Convention of States for the same reasons that they are working to eliminate the NIH position, to return freedom to the American people. Well, that's all the news we have for you this week. We appreciate you tuning in to the Liberty Update podcast. Take care.